KCU presents the KISW Financial Advisor. Here to talk money, please welcome Todd. I invented numbers so I know how this stuff works. Peach. That's right, everybody. You want to know about number stuff, Todd is your man. And don't forget, BECU, that's a great place to do your banking. Whether you live, work, or attend school in Washington State, BECU is the place to be. It's a great credit union. BECU.org. Good morning, Todd. How you doing, bud? Uh, good morning, BJ. I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. So I, I trust the holidays haven't wrecked you because you're always a man that stays within your budget. <laughs> uh, not yet, BJ, but we'll see. We'll see. So. <laughs> First question. Should I buy my daughter another Barbie dream house? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> One's enough, right, Todd? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I've been telling myself. Yeah. Well, one's for the little people, and one's for the actual size yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. So if you well, gotta... we did buy, we did actually. My mom bought my my kids a a Barbie Jeep. You know, one of those electric, you know, ones that you drive around. And, and, oh. and, and, and memories are made there. So I, I'm not, I'm I'm all for the Barbie Dream House. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Yeah. I saw that at Target. They had a Ford Bronco for kids. Oh wow. Oh, nice. Okay. Even even better, man. I mean, they're, they're, technology is. It's amazing. Dad can't afford a Ford Bronco, but Tatum can. Yeah, that's how that works. It's crazy how theirs are so much cheaper than mine. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, I'm surprised that Todd has a soft spot for memory-making purchases, so now you have a loophole. <laughs> now you got a little loophole oh, with come Todd. come on, BJ. I'm not that hard, am I? I don't know, Todd. I, I, I mean... I, <laughs> I, you know, I just, feel, I just, I just, I, I just feel like when it comes to when it comes to being a financial dude, man, you know what? You stick to your guns, but it's nice to know we got a little loophole. We so, need loophole. Uh, How much is well, that? Well, that's for what we're Bronco? saving money for, right? Is, is memories and dreams and, and and all that fun stuff. We're just getting rid of the the stuff that we don't actually need and those and those those purchases that are going to do nothing for us. So that's okay. that's that's the goal here. Well, that being said, then Todd, can I borrow four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents to create those memories with my daughter <laughs> as I get her a brand new Ford Bronco? Is that how much that costs? Five hundred bucks. At, at, I'll give you five hundred at fifty percent interest. How's that sound? That's a terrible idea. I've been listening to you for all these years, and even yeah. I know that's a bad deal. That's some great compound interest right there. Wow. Uh, so if you got a question or for Todd, you can text us at seven seven nine nine nine. You can call us at two zero six four two one Rock. We got a text. This question for Todd. I sold my house back in March. I've been patiently sitting on the sidelines. Someone recently told me that if I don't buy a new house within the year of my sale, I'd have to pay a big tax penalty, but I thought I already paid all my taxes on the initial sale. Any clarification? I owned and lived in the home for seven years before selling. Yeah, so you've lived in it the last two of the last five is the is kind of the rule. Um, and I think we, we talked about this before, but the old rule used to be you had a certain number of days to, to roll it over into a new home, and, and those days are gone. So now... Um, as a as an individual, I believe it's two fifty um, capital gains exemption exemption uh, five hundred as a married couple. So depending on what your capital gains is, is going to determine if you pay anything at all, um, and that will be taxed at your capital gains rate, um, not not a not your ordinary income. So that's going to happen no matter what to this person, no, how, yeah. no matter how long yep. they wait to get another house. Right. Those those days are, are gone. Where it used to be, like you had like. I don't know, two or three months or so to roll it over um, into your new home, and, and you didn't do that. But the, the rules have changed, and so that now you got that two fifty or five hundred, depending, um, which is exempt from tap capital gains. So, oh, that wasn't always the case, Todd. You like everything yeah. was. Uh, oh, okay. So that was the compromise they made. They're like, look, the average person is only going to probably have. Oh, it used to be anyway. Now, now you sell yeah. a house, you're going to be selling it for more than five hundred if you're living around here. 
If, if you've lived yeah. in it a long time, right? Like yourself, BJ, right? Absolutely. Well, so, just the average house, the average house now, where can you get a house, Todd, for $250,000? I mean, in the well, area, when you think about it, you know. You, can't get a house. Um, That's what I mean. So if you're I'm selling, if you're selling your home right now, you're getting more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that home. Usually, yeah. But this is the gain, BJ. So this is the, we're talking about what you make over and above what you purchase it for. Oh, so you're saying that I take what I purchase it for, subtract it from what I sold it for, and then they mm-hmm. take a look at the first two hundred fifty thousand and let it go. Is that what you mean? Yes. Oh, and, that's and, a lot and better. And also, of a deal. it includes so you can add in like improvements that you've made. So if you've made, you know, oh, uh, yeah. capital improvements, yeah. and so that's why it's important to save those receipts for anything for your house. I have a big bin that I put everything in. Oh, so yeah. um, it just just in, in, when in doubt, put it in there, and then that way it, you have it. So if you built a new fence or put a new roof on, those are things that might come into play when you actually sell. Uh, they can increase the, your cost basis, oh. which would reduce your capital. Gain. Now, Steve is here. You're a homeowner. Or do you do that? You don't do that, do you? Nope. <laughs> so this Ford Bronco that yeah, my daughter would look really cute in, it's like, it comes in pink or gray. Yeah. Oh, Steve, you just sold a house too, man. Yeah, last I heard. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, listen, if you don't miss it, then you know you save yourself a lot of work to have to put things in a folder and, and keep track of it. Because I have folders in yeah. the house. I mean, I, I, I just have a big bin. I just throw yeah. all my receipts in there. I probably got stuff that goes back 20, 20 30 years. Well, I do have a cabinet I, right and by I may never use it, but I have it if I need it. So. I have a cabinet right by my refrigerator. When I, don't, like, I don't know what the hell this is. I'll look at it later and I just throw it in that. Oh, good so call. That, that's kind of like my bin. Yeah. Is it ever, yeah. are you just going to set fire to it at some point? <laughs> I push it up to the high. <laughs> shelf and it eventually makes it to the very tippy top so I don't ever see it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is the way to file your stuff. I like that plan. Uh, so that is actually, you know what, for a lot of people that don't know, you probably should ask somebody anyway, but I didn't realize that. So you only get you only get taxed when you sell your house on the profit you made from, you know, between the purchase price that you made and what you sold it for. And then after you figure that out, they'll let you slide for 250 or 500 if you're a couple. So, yeah, assuming you owned it for more than a year, right? That's the rule. Is that it's oh. it's going to be ordinary ordinary income if you flip it in a year. So if you're a fl- house flipper, that's a different ball. Oh, game so altogether. that's how they get the flippers. Oh, the yeah. flippers. But if you owned, owned it for more than a year and you lived in it for the, the two of the of the last five, and it's your primary residence, that's the other key. Can't be a it can't be a vacation home. Um, then, then, then you would fall into those buckets, and it's always good to talk to somebody, a tax advisor, or somebody get some advice before you make those moves, just to make sure there's nothing in your personal situation that's going on. Oh, look at that, man! Well, I guess they figure if you're if you're fancy enough to be able to afford a vacation home, or if you're a flipper, they want your money. Yep, that, that's what they want. Two zero six four two on Rock Texas at seven seven nine nine nine. We're talking to Todd Peach from BECU dot org. Uh, so I say, hey Todd, I'm looking at changing jobs in the new year, and I have two offers. The main difference is one is a typical four hundred one k with matching. The other is an ESOP. What's the difference, and which is better? Ah, so the ESOP is the employee stock ownership plan. So you're going to get some some stock in the company. Um, and obviously the other ones of your traditional 401k with a match. So that 401k is obviously going to be a very conservative option. You're going to get that money. Uh, they're going to match. You're going to put in so much. They're going to match so much. You're going to invest it and you're going to earn, you know, so much. You're going to get some stock in the company. What's so the cap on the 401k, by the way, Todd? Is it like 19,000 a year, the max you can put in there? 
Uh, I think it might have gone up a little bit this year, okay. next year, BJ. All um, right, so, so my, I think it's twenty twenty five twenty thousand five hundred. I have to look that up, but it's around there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then you have the catch up provision for folks like yourself and me. Uh, if you're over fifty, you can add another six thousand, maybe even sixty five hundred next year. So I'm talking twenty twenty five twenty six thousand if you're over fifty um, that you can put in that four hundred one k. And then the employee stock ownership plan, they're going to give you X, you know shares of stock based upon the rules or whatever. You'd have to look at the rules, what, what that offer looks like uh, as to what you're going to get um, in that in that plan. And obviously, that's going to be much more riskier because, uh, uh, you know, what you earn on that is going to depend on how the stock of the company does. Yeah, and that's a tough one. Uh, boy, yeah. boy, is that good? Because all your eggs are in one basket with that one where usually 401 plans, uh, 401k plans have a more diversified portfolio. Right. Uh, and, and, but look, but Kyle, look back, look back, BJ, and the people who've made a lot of money over the years, right? If you'd started at Microsoft in the 80s, yeah. um, you probably wouldn't be talking right now, right? So, sure as hell wouldn't be up this early in the morning, I that's tell you. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it, Todd? Yeah. And, and so I always, I would always revert personally, if it were me, which one am I going to enjoy the, the most? You know, what's the culture like? What are the people I'm going to be working with? And when, am I going to want to get up at every day and go to work? have and, and enjoy life and um, i mean i really at the end of the day that that's what's important is you're pursuing what you you like what your goals are uh, the people you work and you enjoy what you're doing yeah the 401k unless the world goes to hell a 401k will give you a conservative you know a, a conservative little nest egg whereas you could be microsoft you could also be enron i mean you, know, you could yeah. be you know i mean if you do the employee stock options there so all right. Yep. You know what? Risk, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Todd Swan said, hey, my 17-year-old son has over $10,000 saved from oh, his part-time job. Nice. He has a car paid off, and he only has his phone bill and car insurance as bills right now. What's the best use for his money in prep for becoming an adult? So we have 10000 How old are we? He's 17. Oh, okay. Um, so we, I don't know if we're going to college or what the plans are in the next you know, four to five years, but um, you might need to keep that money safe if you don't have, you know, and depending on what your short-term, long-term goals are. If your short-term goals are college or, or to buy a house or, you know, depending on what the short-term goals are, college, you know, maybe you want to just keep that money safe. If you're all set, got college paid for or whatever you're doing um, is taken care of, then um, let's look at that Roth IRA. Assuming we're working to get this money, right? We can we can now put that money in a Roth IRA. Um, it'll grow tax free uh, until you withdraw it uh, down sometime in retirement. So love the Roth IRA. And, you know, Todd, we don't ever talk that much about how important it is to work on your credit score, but the kid seems to be like a good saver and reliable. And so yeah. there, there there probably should be investigation because usually when you're a parent, you can get a much better deal to help a kid, you know, get their credit score up when you buy a car. And that's like the that's the, the next step into really getting yourself going is making sure your credit score because you could be a great kid like him and still not have a great credit score because you've done nothing in that world. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, BJ. If you have no credit, we call those, they're called thin files, where basically where you don't have a score. Um, so it's, it's good. You don't need to go into debt. You don't need to go buy a car to get a credit score. Uh, but just, you know, if you, if you need a cosigner, maybe get a credit card, maybe two. Um, you know, have, have mom, dad, you know, cosign on that card if they need to. Sometimes that'll happen if you don't have a, a, a you know, have a credit score. Um, and then pay that off every month. Just, you know, put a, couple packs of gum on it or whatever and uh, you know 
keep that keep that down. Remember, the rule is that we like to keep it, if possible, at all possible, ten percent below um, the credit limit. So. The two most important things are paying on time, 35% of your credit score, and your availability or your utilization, which is 30% of your credit score. So if you have a $1,000 credit limit, for example, we want to keep that statement when it comes in the mail or email at $100 or less. There you go. And if you did not get through on the phone lines with Todd today, he will always answer whatever emails you have. That's what's so good about Todd and the folks at BECU. Just go to KISW.com, scroll down, you'll see the banner with Todd's smiling face. Click on that. Not only will you be able to email Todd, but it also takes you to a page with a lot of great websites that will tell you about all the great free financial resources info that you can get if you're trying to do pretty much anything in the world of finance. And Todd, as usual, man, always good talking to you. Hope you and the family have a great holiday. Likewise, BJ, much appreciated.